Hello and welcome back. It's been a, uh, a few challenging weeks and a bit of a break and it's been a challenge getting everything organized and getting everything ready in time for today's live stream, which is why we're, uh, I guess, seven minutes late, give or take. <clears throat> but um, we are grateful that you could make it and we are excited to share with you some insights and information and also some work that we've been doing that uh, we're going to be using in future videos and other uh, material. But um, the important symbol, allegory, analogy, which came to us during the past two weeks is what we would like to focus on. And as a matter of fact, it was a, an analogy or a, a, an allegory which came to us in the reverse. And we were working on aspects of it for weeks, in fact. And... <clears throat> It, it only finally synthesized and crystallized a few days ago. And so it's very interesting how the process of receiving inspiration and receiving information from our innermost, um, from, from Alux, from, from the Cosmic Christ, via our innermost, it's always on a need-to-know information basis. It's always the information we need to know in the moment that we need it. Never before. And we could be working on something for weeks, in fact. And we're 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 doing it and we can put a put it all together but something is missing there's a key missing to it and because we 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 haven't we haven't been given the final piece of the puzzle yet but this is the this is why it is so important to listen to your intuition and practice meditation and visualization to access inspiration to access information from our higher self or from beyond which is coming through our higher self and it is important to act on that information in the moment ours is not to reason why ours is but to do or die to be or not to be and the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and there's hundreds of thousands of steps in between. And it's ridiculous to think that the step that we're taking now is going to explain or reveal all the steps that we have yet to take. So by surrendering to our innermost, by surrendering to our higher self and being in the moment, receiving intuition, insight, inspiration, 
and acting on it, just following your gut, whether or not you know where it's heading or whether or not you know where it's taking you, your, your, your true self knows where you're going. Your, your divine mother knows where you're going and she's leaving these little breadcrumbs for us on the trail to follow. So follow the breadcrumbs. And with that, without further ado, we're going to show you by way of a PowerPoint presentation, that which we've been working on and, and encapsulates much of what we've been talking about. Now, hopefully we won't have any technical issues, but, um, and um, perhaps we'll do it this way. If, uh, if, if our face gets in the way of anything important, then we'll switch back uh, to this mode. But in the meantime, we'll we'll go we'll go to this mode um, because it'll be uh, it'll be good uh, to maximize the viewing area for this presentation. Although our overlay and stuff gets in the way, so why don't we switch to this and we'll see how this goes. And um, if it's too small or whatever, we can always make it bigger. And of course, we can always take ourselves out of the picture. And as a matter of fact, we can hide the overlay as well. So we can do this. So let's go back just one moment. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. And uh, we're putting the link to this uh, live stream. And there it is, um, if you want to uh, become a part of it. However, understanding that this is a PowerPoint presentation, we're even trying to minimize ourselves and get ourselves out of the image. Um, but anyway, we this is something that we do, so we've showed it to you. Um, okay, so there's the comments. And... All right. So let's proceed. Um, let's proceed as best we can. And um, yeah, okay. Let's just proceed the best we can. All right. So let's begin with the word human. Human. The first part of human is hume, and uh, hume means earth. Specifically, the earthen matrix for air, water, and nutrients to support life. But hume is also, and that's related obviously to the earth, the actual earth, like soil. But hume also relates to our earthen vessel for divine self to lead a mortal life. And this earthen vessel comes from the Andy, from Peru. It's an Incan vessel. It's uh, thousands of years old. And the full significance of this vessel, this piece of pottery, this earthenware, will become clear momentarily. So the second half of the word human 
is manas, which means divine mind. So it is manas is the metaphysical matrix for our individuated essence or seed of the Holy Spirit to self-realize. Our innermost intimate Christ is but a seed, a spark. Manas also is the divine vessel of true self for conscious experience, our monad, in other words, our innermost being. These are the two aspects of the word human. And then, of course, there's the being. So when we put it all together, we have the physical embodiment of divine mind of being. These are the two pillars of Atlas. They are the two pillars of every human being. The earthen vessel for divine self to lead a mortal life on earth as a hominid. And the metaphysical matrix for our true self to experience, express, and self-realize the divine mind of being which of course is as a seed, an essence of the being of beings, which is uh, Alux, the cosmic Christ. And here you see the profound significance of this thousand-year-old piece of, uh, this several thousand-year-old piece of pottery from the, from the Andean mountains, which shows very clearly the two pillars in union, in other words, a triunity, a triangulation of being. This is a bicycle, or rather these are bicycles. <laughs> the thing about bicycles is they are a vehicle that moves forward on our own propulsion on our own power. And bicycles really only move forward. And on a bicycle, we sit between two wheels in perfect alignment and in balanced unity. And despite the fact that we sit high up and our center of gravity is high up, we have no problem maintaining balance and forward momentum. It is the world's most popular and most successful mode of transportation for obvious reasons. You can go practically anywhere with a bicycle carrying ridiculous loads It is incredible what some people can do on a bicycle, where they can go, the paths they can take, and the way in which they take those paths. And the videos you are watching now, the name of the gentleman was on the screen. It's the same gentleman. It's the same rider. In both, uh, in both these videos. 
So, um, but there are practical, of course, many people like he's, he's, this is his hobby and his, well, I guess his profession is an extreme cyclist, but here in the top right now, we see a, a bicycle courier video of a bicycle courier. So that's a professional, that's his job. That's their job taking that their bicycles and riding in this case New York City and the last little video in the bottom is uh, devoted and dedicated it's an instructional video and for informational video on how to carry things and how to carry practically with your bicycle the point we are making is that a bicycle is a tri-unity of being and forward momentum over any terrain, carrying tremendous burdens and navigating tremend tremendous obstacles and circumstances. It is a vehicle of death-defying potential and, and, and capability. And it is limited only by the skill of the rider. And we must understand that in a triunity of being, the rider is the being. These two wheels are the pillars of Hume and Manus, the pillars of earth and heaven. And in this balanced triunity, we can accomplish tremendous things. Go anywhere, do anything, bear incredible burdens. Understanding that we are just the rear wheel. Now what's interesting about the rear wheel of a bicycle? The rear wheel does not steer. What does the rear wheel do? The rear wheel is chained to the crank. The crank, the pedals, the being who is between the two wheels, between heaven and earth, between Hume and Manas, and it's a union of Hume and Manas, the being, the rider, steers the front wheel, which is our metaphysical self, our divine mind, Manas. That's the front wheel. And the rear wheel is Hume, the earth, and the being turns the pedals, pedals, turns the crank, and there's a chain which links the crank to the rear wheel. Who navigates your life? Who sets the direction? And where do you get the forward momentum, the impetus to move forward? Now, all of these videos that you've been witnessing, imagine, imagine trying to do any of what you've been watching on a unicycle. 
Just imagine it. Just imagine trying to do any of those feats on a unicycle or carrying any any load or you know have, can could you imagine putting a baby seat on a unicycle or trying to go up a mountain or trying to go down a mountain like what you've been watching we'll come back to this unicycle question very soon. All right. So here we have our rider, our triangulation of be of Hume, Manas, and being. Which again are the two pillars. A hominid embodying divine mind of being. And here's another analogy, which we've used in the past. But here we see the character in the game world. This is how we identify for the most part. We self-identify here as the character. But believe it or not, this is us unicycling. Why? Because this is just our hominid. This is just our, our, in, our character in the game world. This is the vessel that allows our innermost player to be in the game. This is the complete picture. Now who's in control? Who sets the direction? Who presses the buttons? Who makes things happen? So we have the Hume, the hominid, the physical vessel and machine of our character. And we have our manas and being, the metaphysical wisdom and divine mind of the player. What's below and what's above. There's a triunity, yes, but there's really two triunities as above, so below, because there's an interaction because we also have our personality, our mind. We as a character have faculties. What are these faculties? We have heart, our emotional center. We have mind, our thoughts, our mental center. And we have our physical body and sensations related to that body. This is our hominid pillar. This is our earthly pillar. This is the rear wheel on the bicycle. This is the wheel that follows and responds to the crankshaft via the chain, or is supposed to. And then, of course, our metaphysical self, our being, our monad, we have our consciousness and compassion. We have gnosis, or knowledge. And we have willpower, the human soul, Tipareth. As Azil says, 
I imagined uh, unicycling. I died. <laughs> and uh, Safet says, uh, link in being. Okay. All right. And I, I'm presuming uh, uh, Safet uh, was saying that uh, because that was link on the screen. And it is a link, isn't it? And the chain, the chains, the chain which, which connects the crank shaft to the rear hub, the rear wheel, and makes it turn, well, that too has links, doesn't it? So there's a link, there's a connection there. And that connection, um, well, that's something that we need to cultivate. Okay. This then is visualized a different way using the pillars and using the triunities is a homo sapien, which literally means wise man or wise human, if you prefer the uh, a, a more politically correct version of that. But it's homo, homo sapien means wise man. It's a true human being. This is a true human being. A tri-unity, a trinity of being in balanced union of the two pillars in perfect alignment. Now, what happens if from the human being we subtract manas and we subtract the being? What we're left with is just the hom is just a hominid. And whereas we had consciousness and compassion. Now we have disturbance and indifference. Where we had willpower, now we have weakness. Where we had gnosis, now we have belief. And not only that, we are left with a physical machine and character, a hominid, which is unchecked and exposed to egos. The metaphysical causes of all suffering, fear, lust, pride, anger, laziness, gluttony, envy, all of them. Now, the thing about egos, and then we're left vulnerable to the exploitation of egos. So, for example, uh, fear here, identification. Through identification, I am, and uh, desire, temptation, indulgence, hypnosis, ignorance, and self interest. All of these voices on the screen are just that one ego of fear. see, the ego rises up to the pinnacle of our being. It, de it desire, by the way, here's something else which came to us. In the same way that the word disease means dis-ease, the end of ease, the interruption or disruption of ease, the opposite of ease, or stress, right? Dis-ease, that's what the word disease means. So what does the word desire mean, if not desire? And what does desire mean? 
what who do you desire what what is sire the king the ruler to desire means to dethrone that's what desire means and egos are desires and so desire dethrones our innermost being and sits on the throne like the iron throne from game of thrones and it uses all these tactics, identification, desire, temptation, indulgence, hypnosis, ignorance, and self-interest to get what it wants, but convince us through the, through the eyes and through the, 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 the voices in our head, the self-talk, I am afraid, I want control, I must have power, I'm, I maintain order, I believe in the law of the jungle, I don't truly know or I don't truly care. That's where the uh, self-interest and indifference comes in, and ignorance. And of course, egos play this game of king of the hill. Each desire, in order to get what it wants, it has to desire whoever or whatever is sitting on, uh, on our throne of our consciousness. So here, we have anger taking the place of fear. I am this, not that. I want this. I want that, not this. That will satisfy me. I must have more. I believe in whatever is most self-serving. Or I don't truly know. I don't truly care. And then, of course, now then we, another uh, ego will take its place. And then another. And another. And this constant game of king of the hill is just this constant uh, uh, spinning our wheels in our head. They blend together in the downward spiral and transform into the illusory single ego of the I, of the false self. That I, uh, that false self, that solitary ego, is shaitan in Hebrew and Arabic, and it means the adversary. This is where the word Satan comes from. And by tradition, Satan brings about the fall. Falling for our Satan our individual shaitan, our false self, the amalgamation of all of our many egos, brings about our downfall. So now, the, so now, this is the picture that we're left with. Really only dealing with one pillar. It's just that nature abhors a vacuum. So the mechanical forces of nature exploit the fact that we're missing a wheel and, and we're not connecting to our me true metaphysical self. So, mechanical nature creates a false metaphysical self. And we become this I, this false self, which is a fallen hominid, fallen human being.
the uh, Satan, of course, by tradition is a heads a legion of demons. And in Latin, egos, eyes, also mean, are also um, the other Latin word for egos and eyes is daemon. They keep us doing their bidding via a pendulum of duality between good and bad, pleasure and pain, belief and uh, uh, so between what's good and bad, pleasure and pain, belief and skepticism, thesis and antithesis, all or nothing, elation or depression, us or them, black or white, the dialectic, the duality, divide and conquer. This is how we are all divided and conquered within. Because of this imbalance, the law of the pendulum swings constantly. And because the ego's um, mechanical nature abhors a vacuum and fills the void of our true metaphysical self, this is this is our plight, and we all know this. We all we all know that we we swing wildly, and our thoughts can go from one extreme to another extreme, from one opposite to another. And as it is in microcosm, so it is in macrocosm. We see a world divided and conquered, between chaos and order, irrationality and rationalism, the radical left and extreme right, wokeness and corruption, atheism and superstition, tribalism and idolatry, blind dogma versus blind faith. The key here is that both sides are blind. Uh, Khalil has chimed in here and said, Alahumana is a word that used to be said in Egyptian times. Alahumana. Ah, that's beautiful because that's human being. That's Allah. That's God, right? That's, that's God. And that's like Alux, right? The same, you know, that's, uh, that's Alux, Allah. So they put Allah first and that's, correct right <laughs> right we say human being but really we should be saying being human that's what Allah humana means being human and if you think about it it makes so much more sense and Safit chimes in and says in Bosnia still that uh, Allah humana is used and that's beautiful and that's it makes so much more sense to say being human than just human being. But, but, there is sense to human being as well. Because to be or not to be, that is the question. And it is important that, um, it is important because here Shafat even comes in and says, Muslims do, okay. But, you know, we are not human doings. You know, to be or not to be, that is the question. It's, see, if we are trapped in the false self and the one pillar and we're trying to do and we're trying to figure things out and we're trying to do everything off by ourselves, 
we're a human doing. And a human doing is not a human being. And if you're if your clever mind chimes in and reacts to that and says, well, how the hell am I supposed to get anything done? It's simple. It's beautiful. Be a human being done. So yes, I would like to say, Allah, human being done. Allah, human being done. Let's, uh, so here we are. This is how ego, uh, the ego and microcosm, divides and conquers us in microcosm. And then that's how the world is truly divided and conquered in macrocosm. And divided and conquered, our, our world falls by the downward spirals of devolution. Explosion of ego through identification, hypnosis, and ignorance, and the implosion of life, suffering, and as we just explained, doing, not being. So, we can have an explosion of anger, which leads to an implosion of our relationship. We can have an explosion of fear, which leads to an implosion of society, economy, and civil liberty. For example, the KUF. Right? The, uh, the COVID virus. The whole COVID fiasco, the, the, the COVIDiacy. So this downward spiral was described by Dante Alighieri in his Divine Comedy. And we can all, we all are familiar with the downward spiral from our own direct experience. So here we see now the gates of hell. These, this is the easy way and the wide gate into hell. These are the, the two pillars, these aspects of the downward spiral. Explosion of ego and the implosion of life. Explosion and implosion. These are the two, these are the two aspects, the two movements of the alm of life, which is, uh, which is a spiral. Whoops. We seem to be having some... Okay. So, when you combine them, you end up... Because we're still... We're only dealing with one pillar. So really, the type of gate that we're dealing with here is what kind of doorway has one pillar? A revolving door. And this is where we end up with expressions like a revolving door policy. Because we end up repeating the same mistakes over and over and over and over again because we get stuck in the revolving door. Because we're not working with the two pillars of Hume and Manas, we're only dealing with one. And this is, this is how that, that one pillar is affected by the alm of life, the downward spiral, 
and there's the earth atop, um, balancing precariously on that one pillar. That also, by the way, is the universal symbol for I, the I of ego. And that wheel, that revolving door, that's the wheel of samsara. It is the one ring, the one ring of power, the one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, bind them. It is the eye that is precious to us. It is the eye which hypnotizes us and corrupts us and makes us identify with it and become obsessed with it and divides and conquers us like a divided Smeagol into Gollum. It is desire. Desire. And here's a quote from Gollum that he swears to serve the master of the precious. His individual. That's the Dark Lord, the Eye of Sauron. Now, of course, this leads to temptation. And you know that in Lord of the Rings, Galadriel faced the temptation of the One Ring. And she says, in place of a Dark Lord, you would have a queen, not dark but beautiful and terrible as the dawn, treacherous as the seas. Now we know that Galadriel passes the test. She rejects the One Ring. But who doesn't pass the test is Anakin Skywalker. He is tempted by the dark side of the Force. And he indulges his fear, impatience, anger, pride, envy, lust, etc. And of course he falls. And what rises in his place is Darth Vader. And not just Darth Vader, but the Empire. Because as in microcosm, so goes the macrocosm. So the dark side of the, the force, the dark side of the force is an inversion of the vital force or sexual force. In other words, it is the 4D tesseract from Marvel, from uh, the Avengers. Now, in that uh, film, we see uh, in the, uh, the Age of Ultron film, because of an explosion, so, so here we have Tony Stark, a true human being, the, and the Iron Man suit, right? The two pillars, right? The innermost creator and being, and then the physical vessel, right? The physical vehicle. However, unfortunately, because of an explosion of ego in Stark, who is Iron Man, but the, because of an explosion of ego, it leads to an implosion of the mechanical body and mind of Jarvis. 
which becomes fused with the inverted sexual force of the Tesseract. And the result is Ultron. Ultron has, um, Ultron is just one entity now, right? It's a, it's a corrupted Iron Man suit. It was cor it's corrupted by the inverted force of the 4D Tesseract. And then Ultron has an explosion of ego. And, and, and that synthesizes a legion. It, um, that uh, synthesizes a legion or creates a legion of uh, centuries which overwhelm the world. These are Ultron's many eyes. They are a physical embodiment and manifestation of Ultron's many egos. And this is expressed explicitly in the film when Ultron says, this world needs more of me. Me, 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 me. And he just keeps copying himself, copying himself. These, this, these digital egos of his. And that leads to an explosion of self-interest. And Ultron's goal, of course, is the elimination of Tony Stark, his creator. Because he remember, he's just a corrupted Iron Man suit. Tony Stark belongs in the Iron Man suit. Tony Stark is Iron Man. He, Tony Stark is the superhero. So now we're left with a supervillain. Who's also out to destroy the world? So, this single minded physical, mechanical, external pillar, this is the unicycle that uh, humanity precariously balances on. And we wonder why the world is so out of balance, out of whack, stressed out, going forward and backwards, forward and backwards, forward and backwards. Because if you've ever seen someone ride a unicycle in, um, in the circus and whatnot, and it is a circus, because it's very impressive when someone rides a unicycle, but it belongs in a circus. It's a show. It's an act. When it comes to accomplishing real things in the world, smarter choice is the bicycle. Safit asks, why do we marry with a ring? Why do we put it on the specific finger? And uh, Khalil chimes in and says, been asking that forever. And Shafit says, maybe Lord of the Rings threw a shade on marriage. Um, the ring
The Sanskrit word yug means union, to bind together. It's the same exact word as relegare in Latin, which means union or to, to, to bind together. And in relation to marriage, the matrimonial union binds us together with our, with our spouse, with our loved one, our mortal beloved, as it were. So how do you bind something together if not with links in a chain? And that's why each spouse wears a link, a ring. And why you will often see images on wedding cards, wedding, um, you know, congratulatory cards uh, uh, made for a wedding, you will see that the, the rings are interlocked. That's why. And also because the ring is, uh, denotes eternity. So longevity and resilience. There's many, many, many reasons why rings are related to marriage. Many, many, many reasons. Why it's on that particular finger? That, that we couldn't tell you. Um, except for the fact that when you look at your hand, if you, if you put your hand out and look at your hand, if you're looking at the back of your hand, The ring is on the left. Um, so if you look at a true human being and the five points of the pentagram, one, two, three, four, five, these two outside ones point down and then these two ones point upright. That, if you look at the back of your hand, that's your um, the left hand um, pillar and that's the pillar of earth so marriage when you marry somebody here in this lifetime it's for a lifetime so it's a ring on um for life jennifer says that finger is linked to the heart chakra i think that's possible that's very possible because if you look at it, if you look at the face of the hand, it's on the right hand side, but, but it's still the same pillar because if you look at, if you turn it around, it's same, it's still the same pillar because when we look at the tree of life and we superimpose a human being on it, the le left corresponds with left and right corresponds with right. Azaziel also says it is like the infinity symbol and that's true. That's correct infinity forever right and you put this it's two rings interlocked so we just have a eyes eyes uh we have the eyes beliefs opinions and theories instincts and fantasies we have the reactions indifference vengeance, and victimhood and we have eyes desires what we want and don't want security excitement pleasure this is, uh, so what we need to do, 
is we need to restore the pillar of evolution. This is a messy slide. We, we obviously, we clearly didn't finish everything that needs to be finished. So you're getting a preview, if you will. So divide and conquered, fallen eyes, suffering analogous to the ultimate me methodology. That's Isalm. Um, I'm not even sure. Oh, no. Okay. So that's as far as we got. We have more slides, but they're not, they're all just, they're rough and everything else. So um, we'll just have to uh, leave it at that. But, um, oh, but actually, I think maybe what we will do is go back and... Um, You can throw this slide back up there. A child can understand this. And by the way, when you were asking about the wedding rings and the two rings and the infinity symbol, Right? We can draw, and uh, I should have. Uh... Yeah, why don't we do that? All right. There we go. Well, that's a bad infinity symbol, but you get the idea. There it is. There's infinity right there. There are the rings on the hands of each spouse. Those are the pillars of heaven and earth. And they are the pillars of Jacquin and Boaz on the tree of life, which are the pillars of masculine and feminine. Because Hume, the earth, is feminine. And Manas divine mind is masculine and when we say hume we can we can take this to a more we can we can expand this out esoterically to include the akash the substance the space of universe of the universe itself that's why that's why we refer to it as mother nature it's 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 the it's the 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 stuff the 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 substance and into that, the seed, the spark of, of, of divine mind gets planted and then can be nurtured and can grow and evolve like a seed being planted in the soil, right? The manas is planted in the hume, divine mind planted in earth. But if we hope to get anywhere, in any reasonable way, in with balance and in an alignment, we need to be cyclists. We need to identify with and awaken and live our life from the perspective of the rider 
and not try to be in control and and uh, you know and not be a, not be a unicyclist. Layla says, "I am not sure, but it's uh, Saturn, the middle finger, or the ring finger. Not sure." And uh, Shafet says, uh, "Yes." Um, he was just making a comment that uh, it's interesting that this specific finger isn't bound to any culture, but it's internationally used. That's that's true. But it's also interesting how the rings are universal. And the fact that it's on that finger is also significant. And there is most likely a metaphysical explanation for it. Whether that is the finger that's that relates to the heart, which is probably something that uh, can be very easily... Um, uh, looked up in reflexology or 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 the uh, the palm reading or any other um, let's say there's an esoteric there's a metaphysical science for the relationship between uh, various body parts in the microcosm and macrocosm of our of our of our body so all the all the to so that's acupuncture is acupuncture and acupressure relates to that as well. So uh, whatever body part, it's most it's most likely that um, that uh, Jennifer was correct when she said that the the finger is linked to the to the heart or the heart chakra. And uh, and yes, Layla, it would be interesting to know what the planetary relationship, the astrological relationship of our of our ring finger is, and it's quite possible that it is Saturn. After all, Saturn is the, the ringed planet. So that certainly makes sense. Yes, we've been... Uh, mind of man has to be explained with proof and detailed mind of a woman is spiritual, more natural instinct. Um, masculine, feminine energy in a nutshell. The, uh, the, the difference in the the masculine feminine energy uh, is well is well described by the symbols for male and female. Um, you know that the symbol for male is a circle with an arrow coming out of the circle. And the symbol for feminine is a circle atop a cross. Now that's very significant. It is, the circle atop a cross is basically an ankh, the Egyptian ankh, which is the lingam yoni of sexual union. You see, our divine mother, Devi Kundalini Shakti, is the feminine force. It is the creative force. But it requires the masculine seed And that's why women have wombs and in those womb is an egg and the man's contribution is a single cell spermazoa that's it the rest it's all up to the woman that below is a reflection of the relationship between masculine and feminine energy 
on a cosmic scale. And it is a, it is a reflection of the triunity that's reflected here in the slide and what we've been talking about. And manas, divine mind, being masculine, it's very subtle. That's why it's called the still soft voice. Intuition is subtle for the most part. The more conscious we become, the more aware of it we become, and the more we listen to it and follow it, uh, the more we are able to discern it. It doesn't get any louder. We become more awake and more receptive and more obedient. We know our place, in other words, as the rear wheel on the bicycle. We know our place as the character in the video game. And we recognize that as a character in a video game, we are a vessel, we are a vehicle. We are the means by which our innermost player can play the game through us. But he can't do that if his inputs on the controller we are not taking to heart. We had an opportunity because, again, we were we mentioned how we had family responsibilities, and that's part of the reasons why we had to um, take a break from our live streams. We had guests from Hungary uh, that came to visit, and uh, we had to play tour guide. So we went to Niagara, to Toronto, to the safari, the zoo. We went to a uh, very interesting uh, powwow of, the, of North American, uh, Native North Americans. They've come from all over North America uh, to come and, and participate in a, in a um, uh, celebration, uh, a powwow. That's the, uh, the actual uh, First Nations word for it. And... Um, they they have dances and not only do they have dances but they have dance competitions and and various different activities so because this is something this is an aspect that europeans especially those who have you know lived and grown up in eastern europe in eastern europe and hungary all their lives they've never seen or experienced we sort of take it for granted perhaps up here in canada and um and perhaps elsewhere in the states where uh native north americans are 
we dare say commonplace. I mean, this, this, after all, this, they were the original residents before the Europeans arrived. So regardless, the point that we're making is we had our responsibilities to our family and to, to, to those guests who had, of course, outlaid tremendous amount of, um, of money and time and effort, uh, to come here. And so, um, we, that was, that had to be our focus. However, um, they brought an 11 year old child with them. Yeah. A young man, 11 years old, a child, young man. He's, 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 and so we had an, and and none of these individuals had any sort of esoteric, mystical, spiritual, um, anything. Um, and when we shared with them the bicycle analogy, they just, they just got it. Every child can get this. Everybody who's ever ridden a bicycle can get this and say, does it make sense to, if you had a choice between a unicycle and a bicycle to go up a mountain or to go to the grocery store, which would you choose? It's as simple as that. Yes, chef. Yes, Safit. Yes, it's Magyar. Yes, we're Magyar. Oh, Layla has chimed in with an update here. The ring finger is connected to the sun. Well, there you go. The sun is king. The sun is the king. And who owns the jewels? The king. And so you put rings only on the ring finger. That's why it's called the ring finger. The little finger is connected to Mercury. So when you do a chin mudra, what's happening? The index finger, Jupiter, and the thumb, Mars, are coming together. That is wisdom and power. And she also adds, every finger in your hand is connected to a planet. The thumb is connected to Mars. Mars stays alone. Uh, index finger is connected to Jupiter. Jupiter shows the path. It is the teacher. When you want to show something, you show using the index finger. This is Jupiter. The middle finger is connected to Saturn. Saturn is the servant. Well, it that automatically means uh, that um, with that insight, thank you for sharing that, Leila. With that insight, we know that Jennifer is correct. the ring finger has to be linked to the heart and the heart chakra because the Adam Nus, our innermost being, the essence, the seed, is in the left ventricle of the heart. And the being, our innermost, is the essence, the, 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 is a spark, a seed, our, intermo- our innermost intimate Christ which is the sun, light, the fire of fires and the light of lights of the cosmic Christ and the being of beings. So it makes sense that every being is an individuated aspect of the light and the light of lights, which is seeking self-realization. It wants to mature like every seed that falls onto the ground, 
It wants to sprout, put down roots, become a sapling, and eventually join the great fraternity of the forest. But to do that, we have many obstacles to overcome. We have many treacherous and difficult roads to take. And it just so happens Um, pardon us while we just try to, uh, okay. We're going to leave this up for a bit to help you visualize the difficult path and the burdens that we carry and that you can contemplate, um, you know, con continue, like trying to continue as a unicyclist for that seed, for that spark to mature and to evolve. It is a treacherous path. It is a difficult path. It is a path which requires great feats and great efforts. Master Samael said super efforts. And if you look at the the, the videos, uh, and certainly in the uh, top left and bottom right, what are we observing there if not super efforts? Including the, uh, the bicycle courier. This is the only way and that is why it's not by accident that the bicycle is the most popular and successful, ubiquitous mode of transportation in the world. Nothing comes close. Not in terms of quantity, not in terms of time spent. There are more bicycles on the planet than there are all other automobiles, uh, sorry, all other modes of transportation combined. So if you add up all the cars and motorcycles and mopeds and trains and planes and unicycles and everything else, you won't, you won't come close to the number of bicycles on the planet. That's not by accident. 
and and even and every child knows this and if you explain it to a child if you ask a child would you try to do tricks like this or ride like this or go up a mountain or go to the store on a unicycle they would say no barring the few clever ones and the few ones who do ride unicycles who would say, no, no, I prefer my unicycle. Well, you know what? They're just rationalizing for themselves because they've chosen to ride unicycles and they've identified with the unicycle. So they will tell you that unicycles are better than bikes. You know who these people are? These people are the elite. And yes, it's impressive what they can do. Look, look when we, we find it impressive when people climb to the top of that one pillar and they reach the pinnacle of success, millionaire, uh, you know, billionaires and, and, and multimillionaires and industrialists and famous people, musicians, actors, uh, uh, politicians. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. No, Nobel Prize winning um, uh, you know, scientists or whatever. We laud them, we applaud them. But we do so in the same way that we are impressed by the, uh, the, the, the clowns or the stunt people or the performers riding their unicycles in the circus. It's a circus! It's a circus. That's what it is. It's a video game. And those and those that the world has banked on that on unicycles, metaphysically speaking, psychologically speaking. We are all riding unicycles and we are all told to ride unicycles and be single-mindedly focused. doggedly uh, doggedly single-minded in the pursuit of our self-interest in the pursuit of worldly success and it just does not hold water it just does not hold up in fact it explains why as individuals as co communities, collectives, companies, and in macrocosm as a global civilization. We are teetering. Spending all that time and energy just trying to maintain balance and just trying to maintain some forward momentum. And, and at every turn, with every turn of the crank, we are this close to falling flat on our face or flat on our ass or sideways as azil says that is what i liked about jackie chan's movies too that such efforts don't come without pain all uh true heroic films have um, 
show the suffering of the hero and the obstacles that the hero must overcome. What about what about the Karate Kid? And how much effort did Danielson have to exert before he finally got his um, before he finally got to do some quote actual karate, and and um, and he was complaining why. Because he says you're not teaching me karate. You're just I'm just I'm just your uh, your your servant here. I'm just I'm just your slave. Well, guess what? The rear wheel on a bicycle is a slave to the front wheel, and to the rider. It's connected via links in the chain to the crank. And the crank is being turned by our being, who is our immortal beloved. And true faith is to achieve union to bind together as one with our immortal beloved in the same way that we bind together as one with our mortal beloved in the perfect matrimony. It's all connected. When we bind together as one with our immortal beloved, using the links in the chain, then we know our place. We take our appropriate place as the rear wheel on the bike. And our being now is in control, riding the bike, turning the crank and steering the front wheel, divine mind. And we serve that process. We serve the triunity, the trinity of ourself. So, I, Attila, am the, just the rear wheel. And Atlas is riding the bike. And the front wheel, Divine Mind, is the Divine Mind of Alux coming through and forming the front wheel. Just a little, it doesn't matter how you work the analogy, there's a way for it to logically make sense. And it's commonsensical, it's, it's, it is self-evident, in other words. Jennifer says, I have exhausted myself trying to ride the unicycle. I look forward to finally learning to ride a bicycle. It sounds refreshing. <laughs> it is. It is because you did, it, because it's on a bicycle. It's yes, it's effort going uphill and it's effort when you're on flat, but you know, you can coast on a bicycle. You can't do that with a unicycle. And 
for so many other reasons. A bicycle is just superior in every single way. But again, we want to emphasize that for us here and now, for the purposes of this live stream and the purposes of the Atlas project, the bicycle is an analogy, right? It's an allegory. And what we as Atlas and what the Atlas project, oh, uh, Shabet, um, Safit says, must go, thank you for all the wisdom and stay blessed. Okay, we, we don't know if he's, uh, well, we appreciate you having uh, stopped by and we look forward to uh, um, seeing you again, again in the future. Take care. Um, so what we showed you is sort of an in-progress which we will be be um, publishing as a video at some point in the future. But first, we need to we're taking bits and pieces of what you've seen, plus lots more from other places and honing it and polishing it um, into a very short because remember we we said before we took our hiatus, that we're working on a video needs to be five minutes. Well, we realized that that five minute deadline was a, unicy a unicyclist's observation, a unicyclist's um, estimate. The reality is that it's going to be somewhere between five and 10 minutes. Uh, we can't, we, we, if we are able to get it under five minutes, it'll be a miracle. It'll be some kind of a miracle. But for example, uh, we've been, that PowerPoint that we showed you took an hour to get through. So, uh, and there is more information. There's more, there are more aspects to the Atlas project that needs to be contained in that five minute video. So, um, the long and the short of it is somewhere between five and 10 minutes. If someone doesn't have the patience to give us between five and 10 minutes to learn about the Atlas project and what the Atlas project can do for them, and in turn, how the Atlas Project will help them become a cyclist, a cyclist in the world in order to achieve great things, to ride the, the most difficult of paths and to carry the heaviest of burdens under their own power, under their own strength. If someone can't give us five to 10 minutes of their time, to hear us out, then, then they're, then sorry, you, you, you lose out. We can't help, we can't save everybody. And we, we compromise as best we can and we do as best we can. But the information we need to share is the information we need to share.
information is on a need to know basis. So the process that we're going through right now is a lot of cutting things out and putting it on the cutting room floor. A lot of editing, a lot of paring down, a lot of simplifying, tightening up, making it concise. And uh, we're confident that we're go we'll, we will get there. Certainly between, like, let's say under 10 minutes. If we can get an under five, then so be it. And it'll, we'll, it'll, it'll be all the better for it. We will reach more people. We will reach even those impatient people that don't have five minutes. But if it ends up being six minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes, that's, you know, that's, if that's what it needs to be, that's what it needs to be. But it's important. And, and, um, and it's just, you know, when we talk about the Divine Mother and the breadcrumbs on the path, A few weeks ago, we talked about our 49th birthday last month on the, yeah, the 2nd of June, we turned 49 and we, we may, had that live stream that we talked about the seven year segments of life and how when someone turns 49, they're entering the seventh sevens, seven years, right? Seven times seven. And just imagine something as simple as the analogy, the allegory that we presented to you today and how simple and elegant and beautiful and self-evident it is. Consider also that we were avid cyclists. We had, we had a road bike, we had a mountain bike, and for many, 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 many years, we were avid cyclists. Now, we couldn't do anything like what you see, what you were watching on the screen. And uh, we, we, you know, we, but, but, um, we, it was, it was one of the, um, one of the um, pastimes and, and forms of exercise and, recreation and uh oh and plus you know and form of transportation that we made use of practical transportation for decades and decades and decades and yet the analogy that we share with you today literally came to us like 72 hours ago so work that one out for yourself how does that work? Well, it works because the information we need comes to us at the precise moment that we need it. And here's an avid cyclist who's, who went 49 years and began riding uh, his first bike at the age of four or five with training wheels, of course, for a few weeks. Or a few, well, I don't know, however long we, uh, we uh, uh, had the training wheels. And then the training wheels came off. 
It was an orange banana seat bike. That's what it was. That's all we can tell you about it. It was an orange banana seat bike. It was our first bike. And then we graduated from that into a BMX bike. And then we had that BMX bike whoa, for the longest time. And then from there, we uh, got a road bike. And then the our road bike uh, was a beautiful Italian uh, racing bike. And then from there, we uh, went to uh, a mountain bike. We didn't switch to a mountain bike. We kept both. We had a we had a road bike and a mountain bike. And yet, this allegory eluded us because the timing wasn't right. But now, just as we said a few weeks ago, things are going to start moving, and you will start to see more and more news. And yes, we will be continually doing what we've been doing. But there are other things that are happening, which some things we will be able to share with you, some things we won't, simply because this is a public forum and we have to be infinitely practical. And some things we won't be able to share with you. Again, you see, we're, we must, we have no choice but to take a page from our innermost, from Alux, and from, from Atlas and from Alux. If, if, Al, if Alux and Atlas, in their infinite wisdom, waited 49 years before sharing this simple allegory and analogy with us, likewise, we can't share and dump everything with you all the time as soon as it comes to our head. No, it's we we everything will be revealed and everything will be shown and everything will be shared in its appropriate time and place. Information is on a need to know basis. And we cannot out of sheer enthusiasm or excitement or or what have you jeopardize the Atlas project and various Atlas Projects, because really the Atlas Project is just a title, but it's Atlas Projects, plural. It's one project, our life's work. Yes, of course, but there are many, 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 many enterprises and efforts and projects and enterprise and, uh, uh, and, and many, 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 which fall under that umbrella and by extension out into the world. And because we're dealing in, we are in the world and dealing with the world, we have to take into account various realities of the world. We must be infinitely practical. And so, in accordance with being a good cycle, being a good, proper, obedient rear wheel in alignment, in perfect alignment with the front wheel and responding moment by moment by moment, to the links, to the yug, the relegare, the union that we have with, our, with Atlas, our innermost, the rider. And when he puts the pedal to the metal and starts sitting up, on, sitting up in the bike and pressing hard on those pedals, we, the chain hits us and we respond. We start spinning, boy.
we start spinning. We don't sit and question why, and we don't question why we have to go this way or that way now. He's Atlas steers, Atlas pedals. We serve the bike. We complete the triangulation. We complete the trinity. We The power flows through us and the, where the rubber meets the road. That's what the rear wheel does. It supports, it drives. And the rider and the front wheel steer. And they impose the force, the strength. And they keep balance and keep us upright. Um, we have some uh, chats here. The reason why people do not follow their innermost is because it is difficult. They do not realize that if all hell breaks loose, it doesn't matter what happens from that point. We could launch into Hamlet's speech from Act 3, Scene 1. Right? To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take up arms against a sea of troubles and by avoiding end them. Right? That's the desire for comfort and security. That's the easy path through the wide gate. But remember, the easy path through the wide gate is a misnomer. The widest gate is the one that only has one pillar. Why? Because you can you can go on either side of that one pillar. The widest gate is infinite. The gates of hell are infinite. People say, oh, there's so many ways to the top of the mountain. Yeah, there might be many different ways to the top of the mountain, but there are a million more ways to fall into hell. That's the hard truth. And we all know, it doesn't take long for you to meditate, contemplate that, to know how true that is. And like that one, one pillar revolving door, right? It's it, Number one, you can go on either side of it. And number two, you can get stuck in it and go around and around and around and around and around forever. Or you can slip past it very easily into hell. That's what that one pillar is. That's the widest gate there is. There is no wider gate than one pillar. You cannot put two pillars far enough apart 
that will ever be farther apart than the space on either side of one pillar. That's that analogy and the revolving door. That's that analogy and the power of that analogy. And that one pillar relates directly, of course, to the unicycle. And we tried to do that visually in, the, uh, in our presentation. That's how easy it is. And even revolving doors, why do they make, why do they make revolving doors at all, right? Because you can move more people through a revolving door than you can a regular door. Well, there's other reasons too, but I mean, that's, but, and you can have people moving in and out of it at the same time. The easy path through the wide gate. That's what people want. That's what people are looking for. But the easy path through, through the wide gate, and many people take it, the Bible says. So what's the alternative? The narrow gate and the difficult path. Look, look at what some of these riders are doing. Look at the paths. That I mean, I mean, every bicycle, it doesn't matter what kind of bicycle you ride, you're riding a narrow path. <laughs> You can go, look, look at that. Look at this, uh, look at this, um, what's on the screen in the top left right now. Look at that path. You can't get much more narrow than that. <laughs> Treacherous and dangerous. But you can do it on a bike. Two wheels. Perfect alignment, balanced union. And you balance perfectly between them. This is the difficult path. And yeah, people don't want to do this. People don't want to take this path. As Azil says, broke my wrists and face planted the parking lot when I tried to go downstairs with a bicycle. Well, look, practice makes perfect. We've gone downstairs. We've done some pretty silly things with our bike in our day. Even when, even when we were kids, um, and we had our BMX, you know, that doing tricks and stuff on the BMX was almost mandatory. Well, we have good news and bad news. The good news is uh, we've basically covered, finished what we had to share with you today. Um, and, you know, well, maybe it's good news and good news, depending on your point of view. We're only an hour and a half into the live stream and we've run out of stuff to share with you. You see, that's it's... Even, you know, how many times have we shown the same slide of the bikes <laughs> riding and everything else? It's, but that's how it's just, it's done. Look, I'm done. I have nothing else to say. What else is there to say? What else is there to say? Be a cyclist. Benjamin says, in the symbology of Solomon's temple, to enter the narrow path 
and go to the innermost chamber, the Holy of Holies, we need to enter via the two pillars. It is a difficult path. And thank you for explaining the two pillars earlier. Yes, absolutely. And of course, all of this relates to the uh, the two pillars of Jacqueline and Boaz. And it's not by accident, I guess, that we have this If we can, there we go. There's the, the two pillars of the tree of life. And the third pillar, the pillar of light, the pillar of being, the pillar of the self on every level is between the two pillars. I'll make this bigger for you. Right? The pillars of masculine and feminine, of Jacqueline and Boaz. But <clears throat> the thing about the tree of life is that there's the tree of knowledge in Da'at, which means there's a tree of life going vertically this way, and there's another tree of life going horizontally. So the two trees of life intersect which means that the pillars are not only left and right, but they're also as above, so below, the top and bottom. And that's denoted here by this dotted line separating the uh, fifth, fourth, and third dimension from the sixth, seventh, and zero dimension. Because our being, our manas, our innermost, is up here, above that dotted line. And we, the rear wheel, are below that dotted line. And at some point, we should probably look at superimposing the two wheels of the bicycle on the tree of life in that way, showing that. And in fact, we do have a graphic that shows something similar, don't we? Um, in fact, we do. And it just came into uh, my mind. If I can... Um, Okay, that's not why it's uh, not not behaving. All right, um, give us a moment here because now we're hunting for um, hunting for memes, not on the internet, but on our computer because you know we we make many of them. We've made many, and we will continue to make them. However. Our focus will be to make uh, short videos. Uh, if we can animate the memes, we will do that. Um, and uh, Instagram um, carousels. And, and we were already starting to do that, getting into that um, earlier. Now, here's what we were looking for. So here we see the two wheels. Right now, in fairness, in fairness, what we're showing here is the supernal and infernal world. So the, um, the, the tree of life and then the lunar tree of life, right? Klipoth. So 
but this very much shows our divine nature and then opposing it is our mechanical nature our, our egos our animal nature but that's also the world that's also that's mechanical nature and egos work for mechanical nature and where they connect and where they link together is the physical world the kingdom malkuth and and we relate the, these two cycles here um liquid water trapped by undercurrents versus uh water which goes through the water cycle of evaporation condensation and precipitation so there's the water that exists in the supernal worlds and then there's the water that's landlocked and trapped in the earth and trapped by undercurrents but these these you can we can very easily uh, make a slide showing this and then showing how these two cycles refer to the two wheels on the bicycle and they're even called cycles after all look the water cycle and the the cycle of undercurrents the cycles of nature we call them the circles of life on the on this meme but we can call it the cycles of nature everything is connected we have so much material over the past seven years that we've been accumulating that have been has been coming to us um that we have a treasure trove of not content but but gold now it's just a matter of us going into the computer and mining it as as we need it um in order to synthesize these short and punchy and powerful and self-evident nuggets of objective truth. Benjamin adds here, yes, that is correct, as above, so below. Whatever is bound in the heavens is bounded on earth too. It corresponds to the two, to the triune unity of the bicycle analogy explained earlier. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and uh, triune, isn't that... Um, that's the magical MacGuffin that Zelda, that we we had to find in the Legend of Zelda, wasn't it? We had to build it. We had to make it, right? The the is wasn't it called the Triune or the Tri, tri the Triforce? It was called the Triforce in Zelda. Um. So of course the law of three is the universal law of creation and. Um, that symbolism exists everywhere. So, but a triunity is in motion. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing, at least at this moment, that comes to mind, which trumps the bicycle as an analogy. Not least because there's this... Uh, this uh, uh, whimsical phenomenon known, known as the unicycle, which would be an absolute treacherous uh, choice for a uh, bicycle courier in New York, or, I mean, or, or, or someone, you know, again, again, who is going to attach a baby seat to a unicycle? Who is going to enter the Tour de France 
on a unicycle? Who is going to try to carry 50 pounds of hewn uh, wood or, or go to market? Or uh, we've seen pictures of women coming back from the well carrying two buckets across their shoulders or, or across the bicycle, uh, uh, a beam balancing two buckets of water. And she, then she's riding her bicycle. Um, it's like, who's going to try to do that on a unicycle? It is self-evident. If you wouldn't try to do any of those tasks and you wouldn't uh, recklessly put your life in danger, in that way why why would we put ourselves in that situation in life and we look around the world and we see that's what the vast majority of people on this planet are doing and yes there will always be a small minority of elite unicyclists and guess what? They're in the they're they're in the circus, right? We admire them. They do amazing things or whatever. They perf- they 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 do these, you know, whatever. But it's a circus, and they're clowns. That's what they are. They're clowns. They're performers. They're pretenders. It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of cleverness. It took a lot of effort and practice on their part and a lot of uh, single-minded pursuit of their worldly desires and their worldly success in order to become the master unicyclists that they are. But that's all they are. And that's the key. So... Again, if there um, if there are any questions, I mean, any comments, any anything, now would be the time because, like we said, we've essentially run out of things to say today. <laughs> and perhaps we said it was good news and bad news. From one point of view, from your point of view, you because you may have become so accustomed to two hour and three hour uh, live streams with us. It might be a bad thing saying, well, I have nothing to, nothing to do now for the next hour and a half. Well, or it might be a good thing that maybe this is the way of the future. Maybe these live streams don't have to go this long, go as, as long as they have in the past. In fact, we've already been repeating ourselves in this live stream enough times. And uh, according to uh, StreamYards here, we're down to five uh, viewers. So if you guys don't have any uh, other questions or comments, then we'll, we might as well call it a day or call, and call it a week. Benjamin says, to become a true human is like riding a bicycle, living with the guidance of the innermost, living in the truth, not like riding a unicycle, performing in a circus, guided by the adversary, the shaitan. We need to emulate Christ who is guided by his father in heaven. Thank you for sharing uh, the knowledge today. You're welcome. And listen, pay it forward. 
pay it forward. We'll make a meme. We'll we'll put together a meme that uh, tries to encapsulate everything that we've shared today, uh, but simplify it in a simplified, punchy version. And uh, we'll put it on Facebook and share it with people. Use this analogy as you talk to people in your life. And, you know, if you send them our way, you know, send them to Atlas Information or, or get them to jo join our Facebook page or what have you, that's always appreciated. Uh, if you share anything, if you share the link to this live stream, because of course it'll be available for people to watch for a while. Um, and uh, we will, this week, we will take, you know, aspects of, of what we've uh, done here and uh, make a, um, an Instagram, an Instagram um, carousel. Uh, we'll try to put together a very punchy little tight, concise video version of it and, uh, and so forth, which, uh, which please do share it. When you see these things pop up on Facebook or Instagram, um, share it with others. And go out into the world, test this analogy with others for yourself. Because we were amazed um, that, that everybody has gotten it so far. Nobody has questioned it. Because how can you? How can you? It's self-evident. It is self-evident. And it is infinitely practical. It is experiential. And every child knows this. That's the beauty of it. So it's our gift to you. If you were ever stuck in, on Facebook or online or in a conversation somewhere or whatever, uh, and, and, and you're trying to explain what it's all about to somebody, and they're, you know, they're throwing static in your face and they're suffering from cognitive dissonance, use, tell, tell them about the bicycle. And just ask them, hey, would you, would you put a baby seat on a, on a unicycle? Yes or no? Would you entrust your child to that situation? Um, Diana, inverential peace, inverential peace, Diana. And uh, Benjamin says, tuned in late, I will go back and watch today's cast. All right. So if there are no other uh, questions or comments, um, then... We, uh, we want to thank you. We want to, uh, um, again, express the, we cannot honestly, um, express, um, any sorrow or, you know, for having been away for the weeks that we have been away. It was, what, two weeks? Maybe three? It's, it's all a blur. Uh, that time was used productively by us. And um, it was by no means was it a waste. And part of the reason why we, we all, we've only had basically an hour and a half, now just, just shy of two hours today is because that's what happens when when that's that's preparation leads to that crystal clarity and that conciseness and that 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 intense concentrated efficacy 
So Benjamin says, uh, blessings, uh, inverential peace, inverential peace to you and to everyone. So we're going to uh, bid you farewell and we'll hopefully see you next week. Again, inverential peace and take care.